Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. Hello, everyone. So glad you could make it. I'm Carlos Rivera. Today I want to talk to you about a topic that I think is very important, especially if you're a believer. It's something that we need to make sure that we stay connected to, make sure that we're cognizant of, and that is to assess your atmosphere. Assess your atmosphere. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 23 through 25, God's word says this, When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, He said to them, make room for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl arose. What a powerful story about assessing the atmosphere. You see, atmosphere produces miracles. See, there's an adage that says that we are a product of our environment. Our surroundings do play a very important part of who we are. The environment of your past does not have to be the atmosphere for your future. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 3, it says, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. You see, one of the things that we have to do if we're going to assess our atmosphere is we also have to forget the past. That's right. Forget the past. Isaiah 43, 18 says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. See, you can't have a better tomorrow if you're still thinking about yesterday. (laughs) That's right. If you're stuck in the past, if you're stuck in the things that you did way back when, it's going to take you and rob you from where God wants you to go in your future. We want you to forget the past, but listen, Forget the past, but remember the lessons. We want to make sure that we don't live in the past, don't live in the guilt and the shame of the past, but we want to make sure that we don't forget the lessons we learned because mistakes can be one of our greatest teachers. And unfortunately, it's a harsh teacher, right? You'd rather have a mentor that could walk you through things, but if you have to learn by experience, then you want to make sure that you do learn it and don't have to repeat it again. See, there are a lot of things in life we can't control. But I believe we can be intentional in creating the atmosphere that we desire. You see, your faith has the power to design an environment that attracts God's blessings and God's favor. You know, back in the day, Indians used to wet their fingers and hold them in the wind to discern the direction of the air currents, right? To see which way the wind was blowing. We must also learn to observe and diagnose the currents, the climate, and the emotional atmospheres others are creating around us as well. So many people are stuck in their past and it's really a shame because it's like driving a car looking through your rearview mirror. If you keep looking through your rearview mirror while you're driving, you're bound to hit something and it's not going to be good. So we need to keep our eyes going forward, always looking to what God has for us, keeping our minds on what's happening right now, right now in the present, knowing that your present is going to create your future because there's nothing you can do about your past. But what you do in your present will create your future. 
you know, another great factor that we have to take in account when we assess our atmosphere is the right people, is to surround ourselves with the right people. So important that we know that people around us do create their own atmosphere as well, and it can be very conflicting at times. So we need to look for the right people. Look what 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 says. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness and lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? Who you spend time with influences the atmosphere you're in. That's right. People's words can either be poison or they can be power. Their words can be destructive or they can be creative. People's words are either full of doubt or they're faith building. We want to make sure that as we assess our atmosphere, we need to find out and assess who we spend time with. What are the people that we're listening to and allowing to speak into our lives every single day? You know, you need to understand that the power of words create atmospheres. That's right. Certain words will trigger certain things and we need to assess them accurately. You know, we need to make sure that people are speaking life into us and they were also speaking life into others, creating a positive atmosphere, right? An atmosphere where people are blessed, where they're edified by what you say. Allow only words that bring life to flow from your life. That's right. Be very careful what you say because these words carry so much weight and so much power. And we need to know that God can use us either to bless others or the enemy can use us to bring them down. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, it says this, There is no one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Wow, that is so powerful. I love the fact that it says the tongue of the wise promotes health. In other words, it's healthy when you speak healthy things, positive things into people's lives. A wise man knows how to create that healthy environment around him. See, an atmosphere where people can thrive and become all God had created them to be. It's an atmosphere that, that actually lifts people up, right? It encourages them. It strengthens them. It actually gives them hope for their own future. Because so many people have spoken so many negative things over them that we as lovers of Jesus, people who love the Lord, as we assess the atmosphere around us, we also assess the atmosphere that we create with those around us as well. And you see, it has to be an atmosphere where seeds of hope and faith are always sown. It's amazing when we speak faith and we speak hope into people's lives, where we're constantly sowing that word into the hearts of people around us, how people will want to be with you. They're drawn to you as well. So it becomes a blessing and also an opportunity where people can be drawn to Christ. And I believe that everything we say or do, the Bible says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O God. Because when you walk in those deeds, those good deeds, followed by good words, right? Then the words you speak have power and anointing because you're not just talking the talk. That's right. You're walking the walk. See, create an atmosphere where miracles can happen. Man, listen, when you speak hope and you start speaking faith into people's lives around you, man, it will create an atmosphere for miracles. The Bible says that nothing is impossible to those that believe. So when you speak faith into people's lives, it causes them to believe God's word, believe your encouragement, and that belief will release the miracles that they may need as well. 
Now, you know, in our story here, our opening story, Jesus enters the house and the first thing he does is ask people to leave. You know, back in the day, they actually used to pay people to come and mourn during these gatherings. So you see, Jesus discerned that the spirit there of the folks just crying and weeping really was a, a atmosphere that was full of doubt. I mean, when he said the girl was only sleeping, they didn't realize that they were in the presence of the Son of God, that they didn't realize that just in a few more minutes, that young girl was coming to life. See, they had no belief in Christ. So when he said that she's only sleeping, then they began to ridicule him and make fun of him. And he realized that in that type of an atmosphere, he could not perform the miracles because faith is what releases the power for miracles. You see, when Jesus enters the room, he empties the room. <laughs> That's right. He sure does. He did the same thing in the temple when he flipped tables and evicted the money changers. You saw when Jesus would go at times when he needed people around him of faith. He would take his three main guys, John and Peter and Andrew, and take them with him to the certain places like the Mount of Transfiguration because he needed men that have faith and believed in him. So he took the right ones to create that atmosphere where that miracle could take place. And of course, what a powerful miracle that was when Jesus was actually transformed right there, glorified in the midst of them. And of course, Moses and Elijah showed up. I'm talking about that's a party for real. That is a crazy party that they all enjoyed one with another. And of course, he had to have the right people around him. And the words that were spoken were words of faith. So Jesus always knew to surround himself with the right people to create that atmosphere for miracles. You see, in that temple, that temple was supposed to be a house of prayer, not a den for thieves. And Jesus discerned the business that was going on there and people were ripping people off in that place. See, that's why some people won't let Jesus into their lives. Listen to me carefully. They won't let Jesus Christ into their lives because they know there's things that have to change and they're very comfortable in their sin. They're very comfortable and they're not ready to let it go until they realize that what they're doing is destructive and is distorting their lives and disrupting everything around them. Then they won't turn from that. It's when they get to the place where they're ready to surrender, they'll give their lives to God because Christ is going to demand for you to come to him, but also demand for you to change. See, God loves you so much that he won't let you stay right where you are. He'll move you on and make you more and more like his son, Jesus. Christ creates an atmosphere that when his presence invades our lives, hindrances must exit. That's right. He shows up, hindrances gotta go. He shows up, depression has to go. When Jesus shows up, sickness has to go as well. See, Jesus knew the obstructions caused by people who lack faith in God. And he was always very clear. As a matter of fact, when he's with his disciples, he would always say when things wouldn't work out well, when they were trying to cast that demon out of that boy and they couldn't do it, you know, he just stepped into the, on the scene and was able to cast him out immediately. 
And you see, Jesus knew that that particular deal was the faith that they had was good and the prayer, but they needed to fast as well. Jesus knew the obstructions caused by people who lack faith in God. As a matter of fact, there was a time when he went back to his hometown and he couldn't do any miracles. Could you imagine the son of God in all his power and all his miracle working anointing upon his life could not cause any miracles to happen because of their unbelief, because they knew him as Joseph's son, as Mary's son, and really did not believe that Jesus was the son of God. See, he knew that many of them were going through the motions. Some people just come to church and they're just going through motions, just like the people in that bedroom with that young girl. They were wailing and they were crying and they were they seemed to be mourning, but really they were just going through the motions. They were just hired hands. So at the end of the day, Jesus knew that he could not do anything as long as he was in that atmosphere. But Matthew 15, 8 confirms it when it says this, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Wow, what a powerful scripture. A lot of folks know what to say. They've been in church long enough. They know all the Christian lingo, but really their hearts are so far away from God. So let me ask you a question. How do we establish an atmosphere for miracles? Number one, dismiss doubt from your life. Ask God to help your unbelief. Ask God to help you to believe, to give you faith. Ask the Lord through his Holy Spirit to give you the belief level and the faith level that you need to trust the Lord. And of course, you need to continue. Number two, continue to feed your faith with God's word daily. It's so important that we make God's word a daily part of our lives. It's God's word that activates our faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I always recommend that you open your Bible and read it out loud. Because as you're reading out loud, the words are resonating in your heart. They're coming out of your mouth. They're returning back through your ears, into your mind, back into your heart. And guess what? Faith is developed by hearing God's word. And this is something that I'm very, very concerned with is the type of music that we're listening to. Listen, I'm not trying to be legalistic, but if I want to create an atmosphere of miracles, then I didn't need to listen to music that which creates that atmosphere in my car or in my home that really feeds my faith, that that creates praise and worship for the Lord. See, I believe that atmosphere created by music and, and you listening to it and meditating on it creates the faith that we need, amen, to make sure that we're in a place that can be a blessing to others as well. See, listen to music that edifies your spirit. And by all means, the last thing is fellowship with people that elevate your godly mindset. Fellowship with people. Listen, find the right people. Ask God to bring the right people to you. See, it's so important that we have that godly mindset and people that can kind of speak into our faith. And see, you can create that atmosphere. When you do those things, when you dismiss doubt and you continue to feed your faith daily and listen to the music and surround yourself with the right people, then you can create an atmosphere where miracles can happen. An atmosphere where God is not hindered, where the anointing of the Holy Spirit can flow through you and can make such a huge impact 
impact in the lives that come in touch with yours. See, it's so important that we understand you have control of your atmosphere. We don't have control of a lot of things in our lives, but we can control who we surround ourselves with, the things that we listen to, the things that we watch. If you allow those things to flow in the Holy Spirit, guided by God to the things that build your faith, then I guarantee you'll be able to walk in God's miracle working power. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will use you in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Listen, I just want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you are blessed by the word. And be, listen, be intentional. Create that atmosphere around you every single day that you know will be a blessing to you, but also bless others because that atmosphere will help you to continue, that's right, to walk in the spirit. So I want to thank you again. My name is Carlos Rivera. And remember, when you're walking in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Have a blessed day. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.